Welcome to the City Park Church Podcast. We are changing the culture of the city through the message of hope. Please share at cityparkchurch.com how God has touched your life through our messages. Thank you for listening. Pastor Bob, Pastor Sibili, there are senior pastors. I'm the associate pastor. Right up here in the front row, we have Pastor Bob, Pastor Sibili, there are senior pastors. So give it up for them this morning. Amen. So this morning, I'm going to take two very different words, discipline and passion. And I'm going to do my best to bring them together because I want to propose to you that you can't have one without the other. And so I want to read to you a definition that I believe encompasses both this idea of passion and its connection to discipline. Now, I I found this definition in the Urban Dictionary of all places. Most of the time, in fact, 99.999% of the time, I would not recommend going to the Urban Dictionary to to define anything. However, I think uh, that this does a very good job of bringing these two words together. So it reads like this. It says, passion is when you put more energy into something than is required to do it. It is more than just enthusiasm or excitement. Passion is disciplined ambition that is materialized into action to put as much heart, mind, body, and soul into something as is possible. So I want us to take a look together at the church in Ephesus, as described in the book of Revelation. Here we have a church that started out strong, passionate, and disciplined. But over the years, their passion began to fade, so they clung solely to their discipline. Church, this is referred to nowadays as going through the motions. As described in this passage we are about to read together, If all we have is discipline, over time it begins to burn out because there's nothing left fueling it. And we can find ourselves way out in left field somewhere because our discipline didn't stay connected to the source of our passion. Paul addresses this concern in Revelation chapter 2, verse 2 through 5. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation if you brought your Bibles this morning. The verses will also be displayed on the screen. title of my message is, When Discipline Meets Passion. It says, I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. We see here discipline. It goes on to say, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. So it's clear they were disciplined, but they were in danger 
of losing their lampstand, their light, their fire, their passion. I'm typically a very disciplined person. If there's something that I need to do, I go after it until it's done, whether I want to or whether I feel like it or not. And I hate being interrupted. Is there anybody else like that in here this morning? Yeah, okay. So, for example, my wife might ask me, she might say, Honey, can you run the store for a few hours today? Can you do that for me today? And, of course, being the good husband that I am, I say, Well, absolutely, I can do that. But really, in the back of my mind, I'm saying to myself, Honey, but I have, I have a sermon in four weeks that I have to prepare for. I can't be interrupted today. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, really? Don, you have four weeks to prepare? Really? You have four weeks to do it? What are you even worried about? I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's a flaw. It's a flaw. You see, I don't mind using myself as an example this morning because we're all in the same boat. You see, in Christ, we are perfect and beautiful mess. We are a perfect and beautiful mess. Thank God Jesus specializes in cleaning up the messes. That leaves only perfect and beautiful. Thank God for grace, right? Come on. (laughs) However, sometimes I think I have to try to stick to this disciplined schedule, this routine, in order to stay on track. But it's usually fueled by the fear of losing out or not getting something done. What if I become so distracted and preoccupied with other things that I miss hearing from God? I know that's not healthy thinking. That's not healthy discipline. Thank God that he's loving and patient with me. However, I do think that discipline is a good trait to have. Because it keeps one from procrastinating. But it's not the answer to everything. You see, sometimes disciplined people are not very flexible. I have to be careful not to disconnect myself from the one who may have a better plan for my day. And I'm not talking about Kara. Even though sometimes... She has a better plan for my day. I need you to run the store this morning, Don. So how many of you know that God sets us up? He sets us up when we trust him. You see, if my discipline isn't flexible, 
it's usually because I'm stuck on doing it my own way. When I allow that to happen, I run the risk of missing out on an encounter that the Holy Spirit is trying to direct me toward. And it may be the very thing that inspires my next ministry opportunity. You see, I have to remind myself who my captain is. The church in Ephesus is a prime example of disciplined people, but somewhere along their journey, they started doing things their own way. They, they became disconnected from their captain, leaving behind the source of their passion. They got off course, even though they were disciplined. We can be so focused on doing things our own way that we leapfrog right over the source of our inspiration. Right over the source of our passion. Passion comes when we yield ourselves over to the voice and direction of the Lord. When we allow Him to be the captain of our discipline. You see, discipline isn't a bad thing. It's not. However, here's the danger of relying solely on our discipline. It doesn't allow for or give place to absolute trust and spontaneous acts of faith and freedom. When you're a carrier of passion, You find yourself doing things for God that you could never get done out of discipline alone. With Jesus, we have to be willing and ready for anything at a moment's notice. Be instant in season and out of season, the Bible says. And that's exciting for some people. For those people who throw caution to the wind and trust God, absolutely. How many of you know the way we think doesn't always line up with the way God thinks? Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways, are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You see, passion comes when we begin practicing and discovering that God knows best. And we yield ourselves over to his good and perfect plan. Even when it doesn't line up with the way that we do things. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. But line up your discipline with God. He then builds upon your passion. And this becomes an explosive combination because you're willing to have your discipline redirected. You see, God isn't saying replace your discipline with passion. He wants to see your discipline line up with the source of your passion. I've noticed 
this struggle between passion and discipline in worship. This is how I worship. This is how I've always worshipped. Hands to my side. Eyes closed. Maybe I might sing a word or two. But this, this is how I do it. This is how I've always done it. I'm not comfortable doing it any other way. This is me and God. You know my heart. You see, God's not questioning your heart, church. If you love him, he knows you love him. He's just taking your temperature. Maybe it would be more effective if he took your temperature the old-fashioned way. Not everybody's going to get that this morning unless you've experienced it. <laughs> uh, sorry, I went there. <laughs> Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. That doesn't sound like a request to me. It sounds like God is redirecting your discipline and testing the temperature of your passion. Line up your discipline with the source of your passion. You see, there's a reason that God wants us fired up. Discipline is great, but it lacks something. It lacks the element of a yielded heart. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. Psalms 47.1, that doesn't sound like a request either. Oh God, now we're clapping. Now I'm clapping. Oof. But this isn't the way I do it. This isn't my discipline. And what? What is this cry of joy thing? What's that even supposed to sound like? Anybody willing to demonstrate that this morning? Hallelujah. We got some Bethel people up front, I think. Praise him with a tambourine. Now, I could pass out tambourines this morning, but I don't think we have enough, so I'm not going to do that. Praise him with a tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flutes. Psalms 154. Oh, Lord. Now we're dancing. God, this is so awkward. And I'm sure that everybody is watching. Ooh, that's pretty good right there. No, God, no, church, let me show you what that's supposed to look like when we yield our hearts, when we yield our discipline over 
to our passion, to the source of our passion. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you that all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Thank you that I'm a new creature in Christ. Thank you that you love me, that I'm born again, that I'm sealed. I'm going to heaven. I'm your child. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's taken me a long time to get to the place where my discipline doesn't get in the way of my passion. I'm a disciplined guy. But if I'm not willing to redirect my discipline, if, my, if I'm not passionate, if my temperature isn't rising, then how is anyone going to know that I'm in love with Jesus? Yeah, God knows my heart. He knows I love him. But there are 7.6 of and be loved by Jesus. When I'm in this house, does it look like I love him? When I'm outside of these four walls, does it look like, I'm, like I love him? I'm not saying that we have to go out in, in the street and beat on our tambourine and sing a song or, or even dance. But what I am saying is maybe we can give somebody a smile or we can let them know just what it, what it is that fills your heart full of joy. Passion. Passion. You see, I know God's ways aren't always easy. He stretches us. Discipline yourself to do what you don't want to do, and I promise your temperature will rise and you'll find your passion. Don't get me wrong, church. I'm not discounting discipline this morning. Just don't let your discipline discount your passion. You'll miss out on the joy of living for Jesus. You see, discipline and passion, they go hand in hand. Hand in hand. Discipline doesn't take a back seat. It's just redirected. It's no longer my way or the highway. You see, passion is defined by 50 years of marriage. I watched my mom tend to and take care of my father's every need while he lay dying in a hospital bed after his stroke. She never left his side. Not for weeks. Not for weeks. And he wasn't always easy to be with because he didn't know what was going on. I watched her sacrifice her feelings, her emotions, her time, her energy, her sleep. She gave him everything. You're not going to make 50 years of marriage without redirecting your discipline. 
You take your mind off of yourself. And you yield to a covenant that promises to love, honor, and cherish till death do you part. Now that's passion. That's passion. Young men, passion isn't found on a steamy night in the backseat of your car with a girl you don't even know. That's called lust. That's not passion. I'm not saying that passion, I can't believe I'm going there. I'm not saying that passion can't be found in the bedroom. I'm not saying that. Find a good wife. Find a good life. I'm not looking at my wife this morning. But it's true. Young people, it's true. God's not speaking into your feelings this morning. He's speaking into your passion. There's a difference. We all know that Jesus was passionate. We all know that Jesus was disciplined. He lived a life without sin. Do that without discipline. Now, let me tell you about his passion. Jesus didn't have an easy go of it. We all know this. He was a disciplined man. But he gave himself over to his father's instructions. It says, for I have come down from heaven to do my, I have not come down from heaven to do my will, but the will of the one who sent me. John 6, 38 You see, he was a man, and he felt pain like you and I did. He wrestled with this. He said, if there be any other way, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, your will, not my will, be done. You see, Jesus, he sweat drops of blood, agonizing over the path that was set before him. He spent a lifetime redirecting his discipline to line up with 